trade efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 39, we're joined by Jim Sharkey, Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing at Pressure Systems International, where he talks about the evolution of automatic tire inflation systems, the importance of company culture, PSI's involvement in industry organizations, and the company's opinion on the greenhouse gas phase two regulations. He also shares his opinion on some of the new technologies like electric vehicles and automated vehicles. And he says one barrier to their adoption is having enough trained technicians. Today we have joining us Jim Sharkey. Jim's the Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing at Pressure Systems International. Hello, Jim. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on chatting with you. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited to, to speak with you today. I mean, we've been friends a long time, and um, there's so much about uh, PSI and, uh, you know, efficiency and trucking that I want to get into in our time together. Uh, but before we dive into that, um, do you remember how we first met and became friends, Jim? Yeah, I believe I do. I recall it was very early on in the creation of NACPI. I believe one of your one of your first report, if not the first report, was was a confidence report on tire systems, and of course, automatic inflation systems being a big part of that. I know we we're interacting, and I guess uh, giving information on how our solution works and so forth, providing feedback on the ROI, and I think that was it. And yeah, it had to be several yeah several years ago. Yeah, we started. NACFI in 09, and I remember the first confidence report was in, we published in, uh, I want to say 12 or 13, so yeah, 10 years, wow. Tell us a bit about yourself, Jim, as we get into this. I know you actually made a big move to the south in the last year or two, um, but tell us about um, your career and uh, you know your time in trucking. Yeah, I started off in this industry really right out of high school. I started off in a uh, college engineering intern program. Uh, some people used to know it as General Motors Institute. It's now called Kettering. And I started with uh, interning with Rockwell International in their automotive division, which really did the heavy truck side. So I was uh, in the engineering group with them. And of course, after I uh, graduated college, I stayed with them in various assignments. And then at one point, uh, after different engineering assignments, one of the people in sales kind of recruited me to move over to the dark side, if you will, and uh, basically stayed with them for a total of about 24 years, uh, did a lot of different things, a lot of it on the trailer side, worked a lot with, at that time, Pressure Systems International with the uh, development of the automatic inflation system for trailers. And then since then, had left and went to a couple different companies, and about nine years ago, uh, our leader, uh, Tim Musgrave, had called me and recruited me to consider taking a job with them. And really, I, I did very willingly and, and uh, eagerly came over to TSI and have been absolutely loving it ever since. And basically remaining a lot in the commercial side, but certainly focusing on the trailer segment, at least until recently as we expand our product line. Yeah, wow. So I didn't know, you know, you were kind of at the at the very beginning of this uh, trailer tire inflation work. Um, you know, t- tell us about the the technology. Um, you know, kind of uh, how it, how it, how it kind of emerged in, in the early days, and then um, sort of how it's matured since. You know, PSI actually, number one, we're a we're a smaller privately held company, and some years ago we had come across, or at least our owners had come across a patent 
for an automatic inflation system. And of course, at that time, people really didn't, they weren't familiar with it. It was brand new technology. And the company ended up being formed around this patent in 1993. So in the first few years, of course, we weren't really selling anything. There was nothing, we didn't really have a product. We didn't have a production line. So a lot of it was really spent on commercializing that patent. And we had worked with different individuals. Uh, we did a little outsourcing with another company to help bring this to market. And once we did, we started going out there and really trying to convince people, not necessarily selling them on our product in general, but selling them on the technology as a whole. So we spent a lot of time really getting out to the fleets and demonstrating the value that we deliver on our product. And then, of course, once the fleet started testing it, we worked with them very closely on monitoring, running the test, and validating that ROI. And once we did, then obviously we had a couple of fleets that we could then demonstrate as our testimonials and then basically get them to act as our flagship customers to really expand it. Of course, later on, we really created a whole industry in and of itself. There's been some competitors that have come and gone. Uh, there's still some out there, but the one thing is, is that if you look at trailer production today in North America, we peg that all new trailers built today, 70%, approximately 70% have an automatic inflation system on it. And that's certainly a testimonial to the recognition and the validation of that. That's got to be really like almost pers- very personally um, gratifying to you that, uh, that that's going to happen and you were involved in the very early stages. Oh, absolutely. It it is because we did do so much of the groundwork out there just to, like I said, prove out that technology. And certainly it it goes without saying that NACB's involvement in that and having NACB provide that unbiased opinion of the value in adopting tire management systems, especially auto inflation for trailers, was a huge part of it because obviously people can listen to a salesperson all day long and they know that we they'll feel we have a hidden agenda, and certainly we are biased. There's no argument there. Yeah, let me share an experience we had when we did that tire inflation confidence report. You know, we we discovered with you and others that there were really three benefits to keeping your tires inflated. You know, one, uh, the tires wear better, so you get longer life, and you, you know that 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 has a economic benefit of you know more miles on each tire. Secondly, um, you know, fuel economy, which was kind of our going in, you know, opinion. Well, if you've got, you know, appropriately uh, pressure in your tire, then it rolls like it should and it gets better fuel economy. And then finally, uh, avoiding uh, emergency breakdowns. And what, what was interesting to us, Jim, is that we found fleets that believed in each of the three individually. But sometimes they would say, like, well, yeah, maybe they were in uh, hazardous waste or something, and they'd say, man, we really uh, would do this if we could afford to to avoid our emergency breakdowns. And then we would say, well, yeah, doesn't it also give you a life of your tire and fuel economy? And they'd go, yeah, well, yeah, but there's lots of things that impact fuel economy, and so we're not putting that in the payback for the the technology. And we're like, why? So, you know, that, that's part of that education, I think, that, that we've come to all understand that, that, that threefold benefit, you know? Uh, a, a, absolutely. And that, that is, uh, those are definitely the three uh, primary benefits that, uh, that we remind fleets of. And certainly there's a lot of other benefits. The ones that you just mentioned are the ones that we always tell the, 
director of maintenance, the VP of maintenance that they can take to their CFO and say, this is why I want to spend more money on buying these trailers. It's because we're going to get this payback. We can quantify it. We can validate it. We're going to get this money back in a very short time frame. In many cases, it's under a year, which is obviously most ROIs, anything under three years is typically desirable. So we're under a year with our technology. But there's certainly a lot of other benefits that are a little less, I guess, easy to quantify. Uh, certainly drivers prefer it because they're less likely to have a roadside call and stuck on the side of the road. And, of course, if drivers aren't driving, they're not very happy. Uh, certainly the green impact, the ability to, to run your tires longer, and certainly the ability to use reuse your casings for retreadability. Because, you know, one thing about trailers is those trailer tires are a long ways behind the driver, 53 feet approximately. So that driver typically is not going to feel what's going on in those trailer tires. So an automatic inflation system is kind of like that, that magic ferry that's going to keep your tires maintained such that you can drive from point A to point B without being stuck on the side of the road. I'm going to get into a couple other areas. I mean, I, um, you know, obviously that technology is important, but, you know, PSI and you, Jim, have been around um, for a long time, and there's some other areas I, I want to chat through. And one is is uh, about, um, you know, building a company culture. Uh, you know, PSI is very well respected in the industry, um, you know, and, and how you treat your customers and your, and your employees um, stands out, Jim. It stood out to me when I've been with you and, and visited you in San Antonio and talked to customers and so forth. But it also just um, is there. So that culture, um, I assume you agree with me. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, why is that so important to the organization? Maybe even top leadership on down. Uh, I would say that uh, a lot of different things come into play there. Number one is with our industry, it, it is such a relationship-based industry. It's what drives a lot of our business. It's, it's that relationship. It's that trust. And it's relationship that just goes beyond just, you know, customer-supplier. So certainly what drives so many of us to do what we do every day, it's that relationship. It's getting into work. It's talking with our customers, talking with our colleagues, talking with our suppliers and industry leaders like yourself. That's what we really enjoy. And our culture is, is really reflective of that. And certainly, we're a smaller company, so I would say that we have probably some benefits to impact our culture more so than larger companies. But a lot of that credit for our culture itself has to go to Tim Musgrave, our president and CEO, who really has been here since day one. And he's made sure that everybody in our company is, we're all equally important. In fact, a lot of the salespeople will say that we're not nearly as important as the people out on the floor, and that's very true. The people out on their floor who put the product together every day are our most, most important asset by far. Because if they're not coming in, they're not, we're not building a product, we're not getting out to the customers. And they have the same sense of pride that the rest of us do. And that's that what that way you can even see it if and Mike, I think you've been to our facility, you've been to our plant tour, you know that when you come to our facility and you're seeing how our product's made it's not me giving the tour. It's not Tim Musgrave. It's not any of our salespeople. It's the people that put the product together that are telling you about the process or telling you about the quality that goes into it, and they're very proud of that. And I would say that our, our, uh, our background, our culture is really reflected in how our people 
provide that demonstration on the plant and really have that pride show through. Yeah, and then uh, it is. And if you ever get a chance, any of the listeners, to uh, to take advantage of, of visiting Jim and the team there, um, you'll you'll feel it. And and I think it's not only understanding how they go about their business, but also it, it gives you uh, gave me uh, interesting ideas and you know best practices to take back to my organization. So uh, another one that I I want to bring up, and this is sort of an extension of the first one, I guess, Jim, but. PSI is really active, um, you know, in the industry forums or the industry groups, PMC, HGMA, you know, TCA, I guess there's an alphabet soup there. <laughs> but, um, you know, we see you out in the industry and the team there in the industry, uh, not only exhibiting, but, but getting on task forces and working on things. I mean, wh- why do you do that? Why does that benefit PSI? And how do you think um, – you know, your engagement, and I might chime in a little bit on this as well, because NACD is quite visible out there in those events. But what does it do for you, the, the you know, the company there at PSI and, and the industry to do such such, uh, such things? Well, from our standpoint, it's definitely a symbiotic relationship. You know, we, we like to think we give value. We certainly get a lot of value out of it. And some of it goes back to some of the relationships that I mentioned earlier. But it's really, too, about understanding the individual segments that all these associations represent. Because one thing that we do not do is we don't go to a customer without knowing what they want and say, hey, here's what we have. We have a product for you. It's going to provide value for you without understanding that customer's operations. So in being involved with all these associations, we get to meet the people. We understand who they are. We learn more about what their pain points are, and potentially how we can solve them with our with our products. You mentioned a little bit earlier, for instance, about the ROI and how our, the ROI saves you in roadside call avoidance. It saves you on tread wear and fuel economy. Well, depending on the segment, one or one of those may be more prevalent than the other. For instance, a long haul fleet may see more benefit in, say, a roadside call avoidance whereas another segment may see more in terms of the fuel economy or the tread wear because of the way they're running. So the values are there, but understanding how they influence the total ROI is very important. And certainly we want to give back. So by being involved with a lot of these committees, the maintenance committees and so forth, it's very important to make sure that a lot, like for instance, TMC, we've got to make sure that not only do people run our product, properly that they're maintaining it right they're running the right pms and so forth because ultimately if they're not well educated on how to inspect and repair the system they're not going to be happy with it and their roi is going to suffer to some degree yeah and i think also with these industry events it gives you know let's just think about the trailer inflation system from psi you know early on you're looking for customers you're trying to figure out who they are and how they how they might be early adopters of the technology um, and that's great, but once we get into the, you know, higher levels of adoption, get into that early majority or later majority of users, these uh, industry events become really important for fleets to talk amongst each other and best practices to come out, really to get that technology to move from, you know, just at a few fleets to then fleets talking about it with other fleets and, and really getting those repair practices and, and so forth to take it from, because, you know, new new product adoption can, can languish at some pretty low levels for years 
before, you know, the, the more majority of users really understand them. So I think those industry events are really crucial there. Agreed. And, you know, uh, obviously a lot of our listeners probably know, but certainly there is uh, not a meeting that a PSI person goes to that there typically is not some mention of MACFI. And we mention that, again, because of your unbiased approach to the technologies. But, you know, you certainly look at the MACFI uh, fuel survey that you perform. The adoption rate, while I mentioned on today in general, trailers, 70% of all trailers have it, your fuel survey that is done with uh, your fleets, which are typically early adopters, that's 90%. Yeah. So certainly the testimonial that that provides, the endorsement to say, yes, we're running it, it's paying back. And those fleets, they're very large fleets, and they're not going to adopt something like that unless the math makes sense. Yep, yep. A final thing I was thinking about that I wanted to talk to you about is South Texas. Uh, so, you know, PSI has been in San Antonio for a long time, but, you know, there's sort of a, a heavy-duty commercial vehicle thing going on in Texas. We've got Navistar building a plant right there in your town. We've got, um, you know, Tesla in Austin, um, Hylion in Austin. I mean, we've got uh, sort of something going on there. Um, what, do you, what What is it? What, what's it about that area? And, um, uh, you know, what, what do we expect to see going forward? Well, I, I think it's tacos. I think we got great tacos down here, Mike. That's the biggest <laughs> appeal here. Uh, I mean, it, certainly it's it's a big trucking channel. We you know we've got a lot of trucks going through here on the going through Laredo into uh, Mexico and so forth. Uh, just a big trucking environment. You know why those guys? Why all those other companies are down here? Texas and and I know certainly San Antonio has been very welcoming to businesses and very. Uh, very courting of those types of businesses. Certainly, the the climate isn't bad. It's a, it's a great city. I know moving from Detroit down here to Texas, while the the heat has taken some getting uh, used to, uh, the culture, the environment, and really, I'd say the work ethic of the people is outstanding. Uh, they they love what they do. They're committed to it. Uh, it's just a very reliable uh, workforce down here. Yeah. So um, a couple other things um, that I, I wanted to get into. One is just about what we've been talking about here, and that is scaling. And we, we you know, let's talk about regulations for a little bit and, you know, the how they might fit here. I mean, the trailer rule and the greenhouse gas phase two um, actually, uh, you know, was turned down a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and so uh, it, is that does that matter um, with respect to um, uh, scaling uh, not only the the tire inflation technology, but in your opinion and your thoughts, having watched this over the last decade or so, um, you know what, what might might that mean for the industry? Well, you know, first off, when the uh, greenhouse gas phase two and I guess the inclusion of trailers in that legislation was being proposed, PSI, we've been very uh, very clear in our position on that. And a lot of, a lot of companies, a lot of people think, well, Hey, you got to be supporting that legislation. In fact, we didn't, we were actually against the legislation and people were actually taken aback when we make that comment. The reason is, is that again, that, that adoption rate I mentioned before has been really unaffected and unimpacted by the legislation. So the point is people are already adopting it. They understand the value. So to have it legislated, really forces 
athletes to adopt it, even though they don't believe in it. And frankly, if someone doesn't believe in it, we'd rather not have it forced upon them because all they're going to do is look for a reason to say, hey, this one doesn't work. See, I told you it, it didn't work and so forth. And it creates the opportunity for what we, what we'll call bottom feeders, you know, mm-hmm. companies and competitors that will meet the very bare minimum of the legal requirement. And then they don't last very long. They don't perform as expected. And then it basically gives the rest of us a bad label in terms of the low quality technology. So we're very happy with the way things were going with fleets understanding the ROI. And when fleets understand the ROI and they adopt it on their own, they have a vested interest in running it properly. So we prefer that legislation not to really occur. That being said, it still influences people to at least look at it. So I guess from that standpoint, it has been positive. And we have had a lot of fleets that are calling us up because they think this is going to occur. And a lot of them have have said, yeah, we're going to adopt this technology now, not because of any legislation, but because I understand that it's going to save us money down, down the road. I've been asking a lot of my podcast guests about electrification, autonomy, and hydrogen, and, and all this stuff hitting the industry. You know, I'm going to ask you about it, Jim. I mean, you're kind of uh, maybe a spectator somewhat in that as, as your technology work on all of them, or at least what I know about what all PSI is working on. Um, you know, is from your view, is this um, is this great for the industry? Um, is it uh, could, could it possibly be too much for us to handle? Um, just what are your thoughts there? Well, I, I think that the uh, the new technologies are absolutely they're fun, they're exciting. I, I think on, on one hand, it, it certainly helps attract, uh, I'd say, the younger generations into our industry, which, as we all know, has always been a bit of a challenge uh, long term. So, I think from that standpoint, the recruiting aspect, absolutely. I think certainly from my perspective, I do find it uh, very intriguing. It really opens up a lot of opportunities for us to increase these efficiencies of the fleets and certainly to make vehicles run very clean and safe and effective. Absolutely love it all. We are involved in all those. All of them still have tires that have air in it. There's talk about some other technologies without air, but that's certainly probably a lot longer off than some of these other technologies. And we'll adapt to it. We, We keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening out there. But as far as connectivity, electrification, autonomy, they all use tires. And we're using this really now as the next step and enabler to our next step in tire management because just like we have automatic inflation, PSI now has tire pressure monitoring and telematics. And we're really getting more into helping fleets identify what's going on with their tires and identifying corrective actions or room for improvement such that they're not just saying, hey, I've got a blown tire, I'm going to fix it. Now they're going to understand why did that tire blow? Why did that tire wear so quickly? And I'm going to understand what happened so that I can now develop a corrective action that I'm not just using on that one particular tire, but I'm not now going to expand it across my fleet. So instead of saying saving money on one tire, you're saving money on thousands of tires. And a lot of that goes right into connectivity. And of course, the one thing is that a lot of drivers, you know, they get paid by the mile. They want to drive. That's what, that, that's where they get paid. So the monitoring remotely is huge, especially when we talk about autonomous vehicles and so forth, because we see the complexity being 
counterproductive to the reliability necessary to autonomous vehicles. I'm going to probably use your quote, uh, all these technologies have tires and they all have air in them. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Tim. It's always great to to catch up with you and the folks at PSI, and um, uh, thanks thanks for being on the show. Mike, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for the opportunity. Brady Efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends.